just said, Craig, your child's not a burden. Your child's a gift. And I said, God, I know what you mean. We love our son, Connor, but, but we're trying everything and, and nothing's working. And he, he said, again, Craig, your child's not a burden. Your child's a gift. He said, you're looking at everything that's wrong with him. You're not looking at what's right. And I said, God, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to use your son to reach millions of people. And you gotta understand at that time, uh, being in a vulnerable place, I couldn't see it. How do you unlock the full potential of your influence and create the lasting change that you are destined for? I am your co-host, Dave Donaldson. Thanks, Dave, and I am your co-host, Scott Young. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. Join us each week for exciting stories and strategies from leaders, experts, and professionals from around the globe. As we are empowered to make an impact that resounds from your neighborhood to the nations. Well, welcome to the Influencers Podcast. And I have with me uh, my closest friend for over 30 years. I know what you're saying. There's no way. You guys look too young to have been friends that long. Uh, but uh, I love Wendell Benson, great pastor of one of the greatest churches in the world, Canyon Hills in Bakersfield, California. Uh, but he's also the co-founder of CityServe. And so uh, we've launched this together along with many others, and God just continues to bless it. Wendell, thanks for joining us today. It is so good to be with you. Thanks for having me, Dave. Glad to be on the program today. And today we get to interview uh, Craig Johnson, who was in your youth group. Yes, he was in my youth group, and he's a dear friend. He's like family. And I have some stories I could tell, but I won't. <laughs> okay. Craig Johnson is the associate pastor at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, and the founder of the Champions Club. The Champions Club is a special needs ministry focused on ministering to and designing developmental areas for kids, teens, and adults with special needs and the medically fragile. With over 30 million kids and teens in America alone with special needs, millions of families cannot take their children to church because they don't have adequate programs for their needs. The program was birthed in Lakewood Church to support these families, and it's designed to meet the developmental needs of individuals with special needs in four important ways spiritually, intellectually, mentally, and physically. Champions Club has now grown to seven continents in over 90 locations. Craig is happily married to his wife, Samantha, and is the father of three children, Corey, Courtney, and Connor. And most importantly, he was one of my students in my high school ministry when I was first a youth pastor, and, and he survived it. Craig, welcome today. It's so good to have you with us. <laughs> I know I survived. I learned a lot. <laughs> no, it was an honor, an honor to be in your youth group. Just such a, such a cool thing, you know, to uh, have known you all these years. So just such an honor to be a part. We're glad to have you here today, Craig. And you're like family with us. We thank God for you and for what God's doing through Champions Club. Well, thank you. Well, Craig, we have a lot in common because I was on staff with Wendell. Uh, for a number of years, so both of us survived that. And uh, you're, both, you're both in therapy too, correct? <laughs> so I went from Canyon Hills to work for Pat Robertson, and and, and you're now with uh, Joel Osteen. So I got to ask you, what's the difference between Wendell and Joel Osteen? 
Yeah, well, you know, Wendell's so much like family for me, you know, I mean, uh, you know, he, he really was a part of my formative years and really foundational things in my life. And I think with Joel, you know, um, you know, it was later in my life, later in my ministry, you know, that, that he really uh, formulated how, how, you know, and helped change even how I lead, how I, how I look at ministry. So I think both played just, you know, huge parts at, at different times. And man, you know, I'm, I mean, you know, to have one influence in your life is great. To have, you know, two and three and four, you know, in your life, that's that's a huge blessing. Man, was that a great answer? Wendell, somehow you, you got those talking points to him. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, we, we want to talk about Champions Club. Uh, without a doubt, you're one of the most dynamic leaders uh, I've ever met. And the Champions Club, I mean, God is blessing us. It's expanding. You know, now, is there like over 100 of them now? Is that correct? Yeah, there's 100 Champions Clubs now uh, around the world. We, we launched uh, our 100th at uh, Plant Shakers Church in, in Australia. And, and then they're expanding uh, to Egypt and just places we, we didn't have them before. And, and it's just, you know, God's timing to see it take place. It's, it's amazing. So if, if you could start by telling us what is a Champions Club and what was it, you know, in your life and in your heart that birthed uh, this vision? Yeah, well, Champions Clubs are, are developmental centers, really, uh, that, that develop them, as, as Wendell said in the bio, in both, uh, you know, spiritually mentally mentally, physically, and, and emotionally um, for kids. And really, uh, you know, it was birthed out of our own lives. And one of the things with Champions Clubs that we want to make sure of is that every church, uh, really, they're in public schools or in orphanages, one's going to the hospital, they can really go anywhere. And, and what makes Champions Clubs unique is they're duplicatable. And then they're, they're one of the few plug and play models, you know, in the world where, it has the curriculum, it has the equipment, it has a model, and it has a training all involved. And it, it really started out of my, my own life. It was, I was six months, uh, you know, at Lakewood Church, and um, we were getting ready for, you know, a huge season of going into uh, a new building, and it was a busy time. And my son, who uh, was really like my other two kids, you know, he would talk to us, he'd interact with us, he would uh, play with other friends, all of a sudden that that shifted in about two weeks time. And uh, it was a huge uh, shift, not only for our son, but for our family and our lives. And we were like at that time, honestly, Dave and Wendell, we were like a lot of families, you know, um, we had never experienced autism that we knew of uh, in our family. And so just dealing with all that was involved with it, how it was going to affect you, uh, you know, uh, your daily life, you know, just being able to go out and do things, uh, how the most important thing, how it was going to affect your child and, and how you help them educationally and, and, and help, help develop them. And then how it was going to change your family dynamics, you know, and then the, the big thing I think for us is, is as uh, believers is how, how does that affect uh, how our child develops spiritually, you know? So it was just one of those times where our life shifted so much, we didn't really know what to do. 
And uh, it was just leaning into God at that time. And there was just a, a couple of key moments, you know, in that process where God revealed himself. And he, he you know, little did I know, you know, when we got the diagnosis that we might become someone's best hope on down the road because we were just trying to survive and, and God was going to show us a new way to live. <laughs> Beautiful. There was an amazing miracle that happened with Connor when he was about five. Craig, can you share that story? Yeah, you know, um, it was probably one of the most difficult times because when Connor stopped talking, when he stopped interacting, uh, you know, he knew at one time he could talk. Now he couldn't get uh, those things out. And so he would point at things. And, and, and when we didn't understand, when we couldn't figure those things out, the frustration would come. And it's like a lot of uh, families with autism, uh, you deal with a lot of meltdowns, you deal with, with, with struggles emotionally because uh, uh, one part of the brain is working really strongly and then another part, it's like, it's like a cloud over it. So for an autistic child, it could be very confusing, very difficult. And it's difficult for the parents not knowing really what to do. And uh, he probably had one of the most difficult times uh, I, I remember uh, he was in a grocery store with my wife and he wanted some candy. He wanted to pull all the candy uh, off the shelf and she was just trying to keep him from doing that. And he had this terrible meltdown and he did things, you know, we'd never seen him do like bang his head up against the floor and, and he couldn't control it. You know, it was just something that, 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 uh, that was just coming out at that time. My wife was just trying to get him out of the grocery store and she was just trying to pull him out of there and, I remember she was so physically tired. She was so men mentally tired. By the time she got to the car, she has called me and she said, Craig, I'm not sure if I can take it anymore. And, uh, you know, my wife's one of the strongest people you'll ever meet. I mean, she's my hero. I mean, I'm not just saying that she's my hero. Uh, uh, what she's done for Connor, our family, amazing. So I was pretty low. <laughs> and uh, even as a, a pastor and, and being the faith, I, I was probably the lowest time in my life. And I just, I was driving the car and it was, it was almost like, you know, God was sitting right next to me, you know, and, and I just asked him why. And this is a question we all ask God when, when we don't understand something, you know, it's so beyond uh, what we can comprehend. And I remember God just speak to me, speaking to me so clearly. He just said, Craig, your child's not a burden. Your child's a gift. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I know what you mean. We love our son, Connor. But, but we're trying everything and, and nothing's working. And he, he said, again, Craig, your child's not a burden. Your child's a gift. He said, you're looking at everything that's wrong with him. You're not looking at what's right. Mm. And I said, God, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to use your son to reach millions of people. And you understand at that time, uh, being in a vulnerable place, I couldn't see it. And I, it's amazing how you can have faith for other people and you can't have enough faith for yourself. Right. But, but you're broken, you know, you're, 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 you're completely and totally dependent upon God. And I picked up a bottle of water and I just said, God, my son can't even ask for a drink of water. How's he going to reach millions of people? And then God spoke to me four words. And I believe these are the four words God will speak to you. You know, whenever you're in the desert, whenever you're going through, uh, a, a dry time in your life where you have no answers. And he just said, do you trust me? And, you know, I didn't give him the pastoral answer. I didn't have it. I just said, God, you're all we've got, but I trust you. And 
I thought things were going to get better and they actually got worse. <laughs> and here's the testing time, right? And uh, I remember about, but about three months later, my wife came calling from upstairs. She said, Craig, Craig, get up here. And I, I knew she was in Karn's room. I thought something was a matter. And she said, uh, I ran upstairs. And I said, what is it? And she was crying. And she said, Craig, I put Karn to bed and I, I was praying over him. And all of a sudden he began to speak. And he began to say one word after another word, one sentence after another sentence. And you've got to realize I've never heard my son put together more than two words in, in three years. And, and so tears were rolling down my cheeks. And I said, what do you mean he began to speak? And she said, Craig, he spoke and he didn't just speak. He, he spoke a declaration. I said, well, what do you say? And I'll never forget. She walked me over his bed and leaned over his bed and said, Connor, say it for mommy and daddy. Say it again. And my little, uh, you know, little five-year-old boy looked up at us and all of a sudden he began to speak. And he said, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart. So he speaks the whole spiritual declaration that Joel speaks before every message. And we were blown away. We didn't, we didn't know what, what had happened. And apparently we were bringing the DVDs home of the messages every week. And we didn't know he was taking them upstairs, putting him in his DVD player while he played. And it didn't matter if the message changed. That declaration was at the front of every message. And that became his first words. And we knew it was a miracle of God because he could have learned anything. He could have repeated anything. But the fact that he spoke a spiritual declaration and that was really the, the catalyst for everything else that took place. That is so powerful. That is just such a powerful God <laughs> story, Craig. It's wow. just amazing. Lakewood churches, it is an amazing church with lots, you know, of great ministry going on. And I know how, you know, busy you guys are with so many things. But how did you come to realize that at Lakewood Church, you guys needed a ministry and a program to be developed for families with special needs children. Yeah. You know, it was really a second intimate conversation, Wendell. Um, we were, you know, after the miracle, uh, pastor Joel spoke about it and, and it literally went kind of viral. That message did, it became one of his most requested messages and millions of people had heard that message. And, so the prophecy was fulfilled, what God told me in the car, but God had even bigger plans. You know, he wanted to use Connor's life. And I was walking through Lakewood Church and God just literally, like in the car, stopped me at the children's area. And he said, uh, Craig, look at what you're doing for typical kids. He said, it looks like Disneyland. But he said, look at what you're doing for special needs children. And at the time we were, we, we had a room, but we, we were really doing a lot. And he said, Craig, those kids deserve the very best, just like every other child. He said, when you look in these kids' eyes, he said, who you're looking at is you're looking at me. Because when you do it in the least of these, you do it in me. And he said, favor will follow you and your church when you begin to reach out to these kids and families. And so I didn't really know what to do, you know, at that time, but I knew God spoke to me. And so uh, I pulled together a task force and I pulled together uh, some of the top doctors who were doing some of the top research 
at the University of Texas Medical Center right here in Houston. And then we pull together some of the top educators of special needs schools. And then we pull together who I feel is the most important parents of special needs children because they're walking through it. They, they understand their child. And we pull together our ministry team for an entire year. We worked on what would become the Champions Club. And it's really a holistic approach what came out of that mind, body, soul, and spirit. So that's why there's four stations that, that speaks the mind, the body, the soul, and the spirit. And then the kids rotate in between these four stations and they're developed just like every other child. As a matter of fact, they may even have even more development in these areas. And you know, little did we know when we launched at Lakewood, we had no idea the response. We had no, I didn't, I don't even think I fully understood the need but I tell pastors this all the time, you know, you're trying to grow your churches in different ways. And there's people not fishing this pond. And there's a lot of people that, that would love to come to your church and love to be a part. We launched at Lakewood and literally within the first six months, uh, over 300 families started coming to Lakewood Church just because of the Champions Club. And then uh, from there, other people started hearing about what had happened and, and it grew from there. Incredible. That is incredible. And Wendell at Canyon Hills, you're one of the champion clubs. We were one of the early champions clubs and it changed our church in so many ways, so many powerful ways. There's no looking back. Once this gets a hold of your heart, it's just transformative for everyone. You know, but, you know, we have a lot of pastors and lay leaders that are watching right now or listening and as it relates to special needs, it's kind of like trying to grab onto a cloud. You know, they don't even know where to start. And share with us, Craig, how a, a pastor, a lay leader can become a champion center in their church. Yeah, one of the greatest things that's happened over the past 11 years. And, you know, I, th I think my pastor and, and then just working with champions clubs like like Wendell's Champions Club, you know, they come up with ideas. They they develop things. We basically worked on for the last 10 years, every reason why a pastor or a leader or somebody says they couldn't do it. <laughs> so we've tried to respond to every question. Now you literally have a plug and play model. So they call us, uh, we consult with them and we'll usually ask them two questions. Do they have a space and do they have somebody that, that has a heart, you know, for special needs. And the great thing is, even if they don't, have a space. We'll figure it out. And, you know, we're, we're launching Champions Club under a tree in Ethiopia. So we can launch a Champions Club anywhere. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's just having that hard to say, you know, we want to reach these families. But what you have to remember with special needs, it's not you're not just giving life, uh, you know, and, and, and a life giving ministry to the child, the special needs child, you got to remember there's other siblings in this family. There's a mom and dad who hasn't been to church in five, 10 years that when you open this up, they come to church for the first time. They, they volunteer for the first time. They're, they're part of a community for the first time. For me, special needs ministry in Chambers Club isn't just a great ministry. It's, it's transformational for families. It changes their whole life. They start going out and doing things they never did before because we're not just at Champions Club. What we teach our families and we work with them on and teach leaders is, look, 
Yes, care is a part of it, but we're here to point these kids, teens and adults, their destiny and help them navigate how to get there. And just like God's using Connor, he can use children, your church to do great things. And we're going to help you get there. So powerful. It's just, it is amazing as a pastor to meet a family that is coming to the church who says we weren't able to go to church for, you know, these many years because of our child with, you know, special needs and the church just not being set up to respond to those needs. But now we are. And to see them integrate into the life of the church and to see their children, teens, and sometimes adult children integrate into the life of the church because there's a focus on that child. It's absolutely, uh, it's just powerful. There's no words for it to describe how beautiful it is and how wonderful it is for the church. And um, there, there are four specific areas of focus with Champions Club. And can you just help us, Craig, understand those four areas? How is it different in, in Champions Club than it would be in a regular programming for children? Um, how does it look different? Well, obviously, the spiritual aspect is the key. I mean, for us, that's where it all comes down to. You know, we want to see these, these kids, teens, and adults receive Jesus Christ. We want to see them get baptized. We want to see them live a, a life of wholeness. So, but, 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 but you have to, it's kind of like, you know, you can't get somebody to come to Christ if, if you don't give them something that brings hope to them first, right? And these families. So when you develop them physically, let's say their child has a, a certain type of disability and, you know, they need development physically, then that's what we do. We work with them physically. Uh, uh, so that's where the, the physical therapy area is for. It develops them physically and helps them uh, use their muscle, work their muscle tone. And then we, we implement different uh, uh, activities within that that tie in to the lesson. Then you go uh, sensory wise. Well, you want them to begin to, to uh, understand and they've got to be retaught things. So, so how they see things, how they feel things, how they touch. It's a lot of behavior as well. And they have to be retaught. So we work with them sensory-wise. And then educationally, the reason why we work with, with the students educationally is because schools will tell you they're failing in two areas, at-risk kids and special needs. The reason that why, why school districts will tell you they're failing with special needs is now there's too many kids. So really, many of the kids need to be developed one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, two-on-one, two whatever it might be. And, and the schools just have too many kids. So these kids aren't being developed properly. Great teachers, they're trying, they're doing their very best. And I just applaud them. But when you have so many kids, I mean, when you look at the epidemic of, of autism, 10 years ago, one in 110 kids were being diagnosed with autism. Now it's one in 48 in America. Mm. And across the world, it, it, it's growing. So. So what we try to do is we say, look, you know, we're going to come along your side. We know you may not have all the resources. We may know you may not be able to get all the therapy, especially those, you know, you find the inner city and in places uh, in socioeconomic situations where they can't get to everything. We come alongside 
And that's what the church should be. The church should be the very best at coming alongside people and helping them in meet their needs and then ultimately helping them know Jesus Christ, their personal savior and, and have a destiny with him. I love that. You know, I love what you say. We say often at city serve that compassion scalable. You start where you're at with what you have and God will multiply it and bless it. And when you talk about that champions club in Africa on a blanket, uh, anyone can engage and start where they're at. Jesus said even a cup of cool water matters. So that's such a powerful message that every church really could lean into special needs. Yeah, and you know, I'll say this, Wendell, too. Remember when God told me favor will follow you and your church? Yes. When you begin to reach out to these kids and families. You know, many people might look at the favor of Lakewood and and they might look at and say, well, it, it, it's it's from uh, the television ministry, which which is true. I mean, God's used Pastor Joel in a miraculous way. But what people don't see many times at Lakewood are these ministries that are helping people in their deepest needs. And, and that Joel, man, he was he was a pioneer. I mean, when other pastors would. I would get in front of other pastors and they would cry with me and and they would be moved by my story. Joel didn't hesitate to launch champions club. And I think we've seen so much favor come to Lakewood by launching ministries to the most desperate needs and, and seeing them become everything God created them to be. And I really believe this. I believe when you chase after what God chases after God will chase after you. And, and, and this is a God-breathed type of ministry. And I think what you guys are doing with CityServe, uh, you know, when you look at, at, at the, the, the different things that you're targeting right now, um, the, this, this is God, man. This is the heart of God, uh, the areas that you're touching. And so he's going to bless that. And yeah. so, yeah, it's such, a, it's such an honor for me to, to just be a small part, you know, with you guys. We love that the vulnerable initiative, this Champions Club really is at the top of that initiative, seeing every church develop a Champions Club ministry. And we, Craig, we loved our time there uh, with you, uh, Paul Osteen, uh, Joel's brother, uh, his uh, son, uh, Matt. What a, an incredibly emerging leader he is. And then our time with Joel. And uh, we're excited about where God's going to take this partnership uh, there, you know, in Houston, really what we like to say from the neighborhood to the nations. Well, it's, it's, it's really cool when God brings God connections, you know, uh, he, he, he takes influence and, and, you know, I'd rather have influence any day more than money, yeah. <laughs> you know, because influence means impact, right? And so uh, I think what, what God's bringing together with Lakewood and with CityServe, wow, you know, it, it just flows in what we do in relief and recovery. And it flows with what you do. And then all the other initiatives that you have, you know, I, I can look at all those initiatives and say, wow, Lakewood, Lakewood is doing something like that in some way, shape or form. So to bring that together, uh, man, you know, I, I think there's just so much power in that. And we're really excited about, you know, what's going to come 
uh, with CityServe and with Lakewood and, and just seeing what all God's going to do. And, and, and I, I think, I think uh, you guys are really developing strong models uh, for regions uh, that, can, that can impact not only regions, but the churches within those regions yeah. and help them feel like, man, we can make a difference wherever we're at. Well, as we conclude, uh, let's, let's finish with the Champions Club, but really more importantly, these families that have special needs kids, you've already ministered to them uh, today in a powerful way, Craig. Uh, but what would you say to them as really a kind of a closing message? I, I know you love to say you're not a victim, you're a victor. And so what would you say to them? And then would you mind closing our time praying for them? Yeah, it'd be my honor. I, I would just encourage, you know, if you're a family uh, of a special needs uh, child, teen or adult, um, just some key things that, that Sam and I had to remember, you know, as we were walking through this is, is this, you know, many times our, our, our vision of the future gets changed when we have a special needs child. And that's one of the things that weighs on special needs parents so much. Remember, you have grace for today. You don't, you don't have grace for two weeks from now and two years from now. You have grace for a day. The, the, the children of Israel didn't have manna for, for three days. They, they had manna for that day. And the reason why is because God wanted them to depend upon him. Because he, obviously, you know, he, he, he didn't come for us to serve him. He came to serve us. Let Jesus serve you. You have grace for a day. Just, just do the best you can with today and trust God to give you everything you need for tomorrow. You got to let go of the past. You got to embrace today and you got to trust God for the future. And I think that's one of the things that's so important. I think when you talk about a victor instead of a victim, many families, and if you're watching right now, you felt that victimization in your own life. And here's why to, what I would encourage you to do. You know, when an eagle is flying in the wind and rain, the eagle doesn't stay there and let it, let it pound them back and forth. What the eagle does, it spreads its wings as wide as it can, as wide as it can. And the wind begins to lift the eagle up out of the wind and rain into the eye of the storm where it's peaceful and beautiful and it gets a different perspective on its storm. And I believe this to be true. When you're good to someone else, even when you're in the storm, you're going to be like that eagle spreading its wings and God's going to lift you. And then those people that you're helping, they're going to help you. The greatest thing that Sam and I did in the midst of the most difficult storm was be good to someone else. And I, I think it gives you a different perspective. I think you see things differently. And so I'd really encourage you. You don't have to launch a champions club. Just call one of your friends and, and, and just encourage them today that has a special needs child or, or get with other families and start a small group. Come around each other and encourage each other. And, and the biggest thing I would say is what God spoke to me. Do you trust me? Trust God. No. You know, trust, do your best but, 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 and let God do the rest. If you'll do that. I know. I know. I'm a witness to it. That God can do the same thing for you that he's done for me. So let me pray for you all right now. Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you, God, for uh, just allowing us to have this time together um, with, with my dear friends, uh, Dave and Wendell. I thank you, God, that we get to do this work of reaching, uh, Father, uh, 
those who you go after. And, and it, it's an honor and God to see these families uh, rise up from little ashes and God, you begin to take them uh, to fly like eagles, like they've never flown before. And God, I've seen one family after another that that's happened. I thank you, God, that you're going to continue to, to do that within the lives of families. First, let me speak to them. Father, I ask you to meet every need that they have. The things that were hard will become easier that you'll give them hope, you'll give them encouragement today, you'll let them know that help is on its way, and that you'll let them know as they depend upon you, as they trust in you, Father, that God, you will figure it out for them. You'll direct their steps, you'll direct their path, as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, and let them lean into you, Lord God. And I know that they're not just going to get through it, God, but you're going to use their children to do great things for you. They have a destiny. And Father, I I can't wait to hear even testimonies that will come out today, God, of someone that stepped out and trusted in you. And God, you did the miraculous in their life. I, I thank you for this partnership of CityServe and, and what you're doing with Champions Club and, and, and Lakewood, God. That God, we're going to reach so many more families together in reaching the vulnerable. That we're going to see families, their lives literally transform because they're going to find hope. They're going to be able to go to church for the first time. Their lives are going to be changed and they're going to see their children. God, God become everything that you've designed them to be uniquely. And Father, uh, I thank you uh, for, for Dave and Wendell, God, and the entire team of CityServe. And God, I just believe that your hand is upon them. I believe, Lord God, that you're using them. Uh, God, in profound ways, maybe they don't even know it right now. And maybe we'll never see it, <laughs> but God, this is going to be something that's going to impact generations, Father, until you come back. And Father, I just ask you'll bless it. I ask you'll guide it. I ask you'll orchestrate every step of each and every leader, each and every person that's involved in each and every person that impacts God. And God, it will be for all your glory and all your praise, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for this privilege just to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, and, Fred. And we'll put information up on the screen on how they can reach you. But you want to give that to us? How yeah, somebody... you can go to championsclub.org, and we'll give that to you as well. Championsclub.org. Great. Thanks, Craig, yeah. for joining us on the Charisma Podcast Network. All right. We'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.